Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from quarantine with Aaron Rodgers. It's the Fourth and Inches show. <laughs> Jenna, I just can't believe somebody who comes across as being such a smart guy is in the same boat as you know Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson in terms of not being vaccinated, and at least they've had the good sense not to. Uh, fall prey at least so far so i don't know what he was thinking or not thinking but you know this um, whole this whole he got some alternative treatment and petition to have that be his vaccine thing is just really ridiculous and now now i guess we have to figure out were the packers really treating him like an unvaccinated player because i guess apparently all his press conferences were in the facility with no masks and every other unvaccinated person uh, they do Zoom for their media. So, like, what? where else has he been that other people can be exposed to this? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> and believe it or not, that's only the second the story that I'm second most worked up about this week. <sighs> yes. We, we have a lot to cover this week. There is there's a lot going on, and it is going to affect – maybe your regular life, but definitely your fantasy life. So we've got we've got some ground to cover here. Just to remind all of you, or if it's your first time, welcome. Where have you been? Uh, we'll be with you until 9 o'clock Eastern time tonight. So it's a full hour giving you all of our news, notes, uh, opinions, alternative medicine treatments, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, and some daily fantasy picks. Uh, you can find us all over social media because one hour is just really not enough. You can find us on Twitter at the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the fantasy football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four THN inches show at gmail.com and we'll be with you every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. So tonight uh, we have all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, first and foremost, four teams are on a bye this week. This is my yearly gripe about why are we having six teams and two teams and four teams? Can we just get a unified buy situation happening? Um, but I digress. <laughs> the Lions, Seahawks, Buccaneers, and the WTFs, a.k.a. the Washington Football Club, are all on buys this week. So we have some players to replace, um, mostly from Tampa Bay. But <laughs> also, uh, the trade deadline... Uh division in the NFC. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, that would make sense. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) In in better news, the trade deadline is finally behind us. Uh, So most trades involve defensive players who aren't going to hugely impact your fantasy team. Probably the most notable, the Broncos traded Von Miller to the Rams for a fifth and sixth round pick. Uh, I just... I wouldn't want to be anyone who's for the Rams right now. And the Steelers traded linebacker Melvin Ingram, III, to the Chiefs, uh, despite earlier in the week saying they weren't going to trade him to the Chiefs because they didn't want him in the AFC. But, you know, as Mike Tomlin said, they want football players, not hostages. So Melvin Ingram is worth a six-round pick. <laughs> He's now, now uh, in the conference, you know, the Chiefs are, are trying to get their life figured out. It's not great out there, but... And then, in other other news, we have a couple of COVID outbreaks. We've got some players who are done for the season, some whose parents are going on 
Instagram. We have guys speeding around in Corvettes. There's a lot happening. We've got a mental health crisis. It's it's rough out here. So first and foremost, I think the one we're both most angry about is Henry Ruggs. I.I. formerly of the Raiders uh, was involved in a car accident early Tuesday morning um, where he was driving his Corvette 156 miles an hour with a blood alcohol level twice legal limit and an unregistered loaded handgun in the car when he then hit a woman who was driving and ultimately killed her and her dog who was in the vehicle. And he has been released by the Raiders. He is going to be in jail for a very long time by the time this is all said and done. And I think one of the worst parts of this is that the Raiders uh, made it clear that they have a, you know, no questions asked program, that there are vehicles ready at any point in time for any team people, personnel, players to use without questions asked, take you from point A to point B, so things like this don't happen. And he had every opportunity to make decisions to not put himself in this ripple effect of his girlfriend who's in the hospital, this woman who lost her life, and all of these people, he made every wrong decision and had every resource not to. And just, it's disgusting, and I think you agree. Yeah, as I don't often get up on a soapbox because I know this is supposed to be, you know, escape from everyday life and yeah. fun. But as someone who it's important. lost his own father at age 12 to a drunk driver, I have absolutely no sympathy whatsoever no. for him. And, yeah, you just, you, you can't be doing that. And like you said, he has every resource available. If he didn't want to embarrass himself or, you know, or, you know, if he was worried about the team, or something, you know, he can afford Uber every yeah. day, or yeah, he could have afforded that yeah. for every day for the rest of his life, and just you know, still made you know horrible decision. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that drive around drunk that fortunately don't kill people, but you know, it's just you know, it's you just every it's unconscionable and just really makes my blood boil. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and clearly the least of his worries that he is no longer employed by the Raiders, his his football career is over and pretty much his life is a free man. And really there's there's no better place for him. Um, also well, he could get in his little kind of, two years in jail. And then at some point, you know, after that, people could you know say, oh, he's done his time, I'll sign him. But, you know, I think. I have no amount of time almost as little sympathy for someone that signs him as if you signed, you know, Ray Carruth after he got out of jail or something. I just, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, just disgusting. Like there, there aren't words big enough for how bad he handled this. And now everyone gets to feel the effects of it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, know, you never want to be the person that gets that phone call or knock on the door, you know, from the police no. telling you, you know, your life has been, you know, torn up. But, you know, just, yeah. you know, I can't even imagine what the woman's family you know, and friends are, you know, going through. But, um, and, you know, there's tens of thousands of people, you know, killed by drunk drivers every year. And it's just, you know, so many lives just torn apart and no reason for it. But it's, anyway, it's um, a, a completely avoidable thing. 
there's no reason no. that that to happen. Absolutely not. No. But so uh, anyway, I'll let's yeah. let's move on no, to cheerier no, topics. You're good. <laughs> um, we also learned on Sunday wide receiver Calvin Ridley uh, announced on social media that he's going to be stepping away from the, the game and the team to focus on his mental health. He has missed two games this season for what they were calling personal matters, including last week, which was a, a late scratch. And it ultimately came out he's going to take some time away to focus on his mental health. So props to him for doing that. Um, we've seen other players do it before. Notably, Lane Johnson did it earlier this season. And I think it's good that he's, you know, taking that time and he's making making it a conversation other people feel comfortable having. So hopefully he gets gets whatever resources and, and assistance he needs so that he can feel a little more whole and we'll see him again. Maybe not this year, but hopefully in the future. In Amen. less upbeat news, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. is being Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, his father took to social media uh, yesterday to post an 11-minute, 12-minute YouTube video he found online or was sent or was produced for him of every time that Odell Beckham Jr. has been open and, Blake, uh, and uh, Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown his way in Odell Beckham Jr.'s defense. He is open a lot more than he gets targets, uh, but it certainly seems like he is part of the issue, and this is not helping things. Uh, and no. today he was excused, quote-unquote, for a personal matter from practice today. Uh, there is talk that the Browns are exploring the option of just flat-out releasing him. They could not trade him. They tried to, but he's got the $8 million guarantee this year, and nobody really wanted to take that on for a guy coming off a reconstructed ACL and a shoulder injury. So I think Odell Beckham Jr.'s days are probably numbered with the Browns. I just don't think there's any way to come back from this toxic situation. But what do you think so far about it? I think he's going to wind up back with my Giants. They'll cut him and the Giants will be so desperate they'll sign him. But uh, we'll see. Maybe Well, there's another potential landing spot for him because (laughs) – the Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas announced today that he's had a setback in his ankle uh, surgery recovery and he will not be playing this season. Uh, so the Saints are down a wide receiver they desperately needed. And in other wide receiver news, the Rams released Deshaun Jackson after not being able to trade him. He got guaranteed $2.75 million salary this year. He didn't want to play for them anymore. They clearly really didn't want him. They are literally down to three healthy wide receivers and a practice squad receiver at this point. So that's how much they would rather pay Deshaun Jackson not to play for them when they could use the wide receivers badly. So Deshaun Jackson's available if your team's going to be playing a primetime game in the near future. (laughs) If I'm the Saints, I mean, obviously I have bigger issues with their quarterback situation than him. Michael Thomas. If I'm the Saints, I'm probably calling Deshaun Jackson. If I'm the Giants, yeah, I'd be calling as well. I'd be calling him before I'd be hoping that Odell Beckham Jr. gets released. Yeah, yeah, it's not not great out there. Uh, And your Giants are also trying to avoid a COVID outbreak. The running back coach tested positive for COVID yesterday, and 12 other people in the organization, players and personnel, tested positive, but are being retested um, as of. 
this moment, the running back coach is the only one who's had the second test come back positive. Uh, Saquon Barkley was put on the COVID list. He's one who was originally tested positive. Um, so we're not sure if he's going to be able to play or not this week. He is vaccinated, not which doctor vaccinated, but like for real science vaccinated. So as long as he doesn't have any symptoms and has two negative tests, he'll still be able to play this weekend. But the team's not sure who's going to be available. So we're already riddled with injuries. This is not ideal. In other COVID news, uh, Broncos say Noah Font tested positive on Tuesday. He's pretty uncertain going into this this Sunday's game. My understanding is he may have symptoms, but he is vaccinated, so he's got a chance of playing. And, of course, as we talked about, uh, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID this morning. He's going to be out at least 10 days, which Saturday would be the earliest he could potentially come off the COVID list, uh, which would be potentially extended if he starts to exhibit any symptoms because when you're an unvaccinated player, you have to go 10 days from your last symptom. That tested because their practice squad quarterback tested positive yesterday. Uh, and it turns out that while we all thought he was vaccinated, he had an alternative treatment that he petitioned the league to be accepted as his vaccination. They denied it. And uh, supposedly he's been following unvaccinated player protocols. As I talked about, there's going to be an investigation into that now because maybe he really wasn't. We're not really sure. But the moral of the story is that Jordan Love's going to be your starter this week. They signed Blake Bortles today, so it, obviously they're probably going to win this week. Uh, Devontae Adams is still on the COVID list, but they expect him to be activated tomorrow and practice. Alan Lazard was activated off the COVID list. He's back at practice. He is also unvaccinated, but he was a close contact. His 10 days have been served, and he is still back into the world. And then there are the actual injuries this week. Um, in true Halloween fashion, Matt Ryan really showed up this week. He actually got stepped on uh, during a play and on his non-throwing hand and was bleeding all over the place. He was very gory, very on brand for Halloween. He's going to be fine this week. Uh, in Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's not practicing. He's questionable. He's going to play this week. Same with Kyler Murray, who's being listed as uh, questionable. He didn't practice today with an ankle injury. We saw him play through after you again this week. The Ravens are coming off a bye, so there's a chance, according to Coach Harbaugh, that they're going to have wide receiver Sammy Watkins back, who's missed the last three games with a hamstring injury, and running back Latavius Murray, who's missed last week's game before the bye, so two weeks ago, uh, with an ankle injury. Neither are practicing yet, but they're hopeful they will. In Buffalo, tight end Dawson Knox, who you may remember, recently had surgery to repair a fractured hand, is actually not ruled out for this week's game. There was he was questionable he didn't practice today, but, like, there's a decent chance he's going to be out there playing football this week. So more power to him. In Carolina, running back Christian McCaffrey has been designated to return from IR with that hamstring injury. He is hoping to play this week. That's going to really be a game-time decision. You should already have a backup plan for that. And quarterback Sam Darnold suffered a concussion in the fourth quarter on Sunday's game. He's still technically in the concussion protocol, but was at practice today. Uh, so it looks like he's going to be good to go this week. Out in Chicago, running back Damian Williams left the game last week as knee injury. He's questionable. They're calling him day-to-day. But probably more notable is linebacker Khalil Mack is questionable with that foot injury. Uh, he's day-to-day. Remember, their bye is next week, so they may not play him this week. So just 
keep that in mind when you're trying to decide whether or not you want to start Bears defense in your lineup. There's also no timetable for running back at David Montgomery's return. Uh, he's still dealing with a knee injury, but, quote, making progress. So he's eligible to come off IR. They're not ready to do that just yet. Out in Cleveland, despite the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is having a temper tantrum, they do have other wide receivers, one of them being Donovan Peoples-Jones. He was back at practice today. He's dealing with a groin injury. They're listing him as questionable, but it looks like he's going to be good to go this weekend. Out in Dallas, I don't know if you heard, but Dak Prescott has a calf injury. <laughs> Did not play last week. Cooper Rush scored a whole 20 points and, and won a game. And uh, it looks like Dak is going to play this week. He's been practicing. It's going to be a game-time decision, but he's on the right track. Wide receiver Murray Cooper was limited today with a uh, hamstring injury. He's questionable. He's going to play this week. And wide receiver Michael Gallup was designated to return from IR with his very own calf injury, uh, but he is very unlikely to play this week. He'll likely hold him out until next week. Also, tight end Blake Jarwin is not practicing with a hip injury. He's questionable. I really hope you're not in a league where you need to be starting Blake Jarwin, but just so you know. <laughs> uh, we talked about the Packers a little bit already. Uh, as I mentioned, Devontae Adams is scheduled to return to practice tomorrow and should play this week. And also we'll have wide receiver Marquez Valdez scantling back from his hamstring injury. He's been designated to return from IR. They will be without tight end Robert Tanyan, unfortunately. He tore his ACL uh, last Thursday night. He is done for the season. Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor is still not going to be activated off IR this week. Uh, so now two weeks removed from when he could be back. He'll be on that hamstring injury. So Davis Mills is still your guy under center in Indianapolis. Um, this week, Carson Wentz will not be able to throw interceptions in the direction of T.Y. Hilton because he suffered a concussion, has not been uh, taken out of the concussion protocol yet. He's already pulled out for tomorrow night's game. Jacksonville Jaguars running back James Robinson left the game last week with what they're calling a heel and foot injury. He's saying he's day-to-day and questionable, but it looks like he's going to play this week. The Raiders coming off a bye. Um, uh, we notably have been missing running back Josh Jacobs. He had a chest confusion, a.k.a. a bruise. He's going to be fine for this week, despite being listed as questionable. And tight end Darren Waller, who missed their last game with an ankle injury, is also going to play this week. So we're good to go there, you know, minus all of their off-field problems. In uh, Las, uh, Las Vegas, the or Los Angeles, the Chargers, uh, right back Justin Jackson left the game last week with spot injury. They're saying he's day-to-day. He's pretty questionable. It'll be a game-time decision. Uh, less questionable is quarterback Justin Herbert. They have him listed with a hand injury. He is limited to practice, but unless the hand falls off, he's going to be under center this week, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. In Miami, they do have quarterback problems, but it's not his health. It's just that he doesn't know the playbook yet, and he's not going to get wide receiver Will Fuller back this week off IR. He's still dealing with a broken finger. The Saints uh, look like they're getting a little bit healthier in some ways. Unfortunately, they did lose quarterback James Winston to a torn ACL in his revenge game last week. Trevor Simeon came in in relief and was Trevor Simeon. Didn't set the world on fire, but it looks like Jason Hill is hopefully going to come out of the concussion protocol this week. He officially hasn't yet, but it looks like probably tomorrow. He's questionable, but it seems like he's on track to play this week and would be our starter as long as he's healthy. Saquon Barkley, before he popped positive for COVID today, uh, was listed as questionable with an ankle injury. They seemed pretty optimistic that he's going to play. So if he can get that two negative COVID tests, I think he's going to be out on the field. How much they play him, I can't say for sure. Sterling Shefford will not be playing this week with a quad strain. Kadarius Tony now has a lacerated hand. He's questionable. Um, 
hard to say if he's going to play or not. It looks like he's going to try to, but each week it's a new injury. And Kenny Galladay didn't play last week. is questionable. This week within uh, his knee injury he's been dealing with, but they seem to feel pretty good he's got a chance to play this week. And Dante Pettis, who I'm sure you're all starting to in the lineup, was knocked out of last week's team with a shoulder injury. He's questionable coming into the weekend. So uh, really not a lot in the way of good things happening for the Giants offense right now. I apologize, Sherpa, to be the bearer of bad news. In other New York news, running back Kevin Coleman for the Jets is not practicing with that hamstring injury. Corey Davis also wasn't practicing with the hip injury. If we keep an eye on that, it looks like he he is in danger of missing this game, and that's really the only guy you want on this offense right now. Um, they are not going to book quarterback Zach Wilson on IR. He's hoping to start practicing next week at that knee injury and allegedly come back and be the starter. But if Mike White throws for another 400 yards this week, he may not have a job to come back to. In Philadelphia, wide receivers Jalen Riker and J.J. Arcega Whiteside both left the game with injuries last week, both ankle injuries. Uh, Riker seems like he's he's much healthier of the two and should play this week. Uh, Arcega Whiteside is definitely questionable. He also officially put running back Miles Sanders on IR on Friday, so he's going to be out at least the next two weeks. In Pittsburgh, tight end Eric Ebron is questionable with his hamstring injury. We want Pat Fryermuth out of that bunch anyway. And in kicker news, we're all very Steelers kicker Chris Boswell on a uh, fake punt last or a fake uh, kick last week. Tried to be a, a hero and a quarterback and end up getting concussed on the sideline. He says he's going to be good to go Monday, which is great because Steelers actually had no plan B a kicker and uh, things didn't go well for them. So Chris Boswell is still technically in the concussion protocol. They did sign Josh Lambeau to the practice squad, but he thinks he's going to play. So, yeah, I'm on your fantasy team like I do. You can probably start with this week. The 49ers are hoping to need a little healthier. It looks like George Kittle is going to be back this week with the calf injury. He's been on IR the last three weeks. Uh, they won't officially decide probably until game time. So, again, still have a backup plan there. They are potentially also going to have running back Jeff Wilson Jr. back. He's been on IR with a knee injury. Not sure if he's going to play this week or next week, but he is eligible to return now. And Debo Samuel is limited at practice with a calf injury. He's going to play through it and be fine. Elijah Mitchell also is limited today. He's dealing with a rib injury from the game last week. He's questionable going into the weekend. So running back will like continues in San Francisco. <laughs> the Seahawks are on a bye this week, but the best that could have happened to them is that Russell Wilson got the pin removed from his surgically repaired finger, and he's throwing a football. Timetable is uncertain for his return, but it looks like it's pretty imminent. Here's hoping. Keep your fingers pin-free fingers crossed. It also looks like Chris Corson is going to be back uh, from IR and play next week coming out of the bye week. He's been dealing with the neck injury. Titans wide receiver Julio Jones questionable with the hamstring injury. He needs to practice this week to play. Uh, he has not practiced yet. So if he's not practicing on Friday, not going to play this Sunday, have another plan. But the biggest news out of Tennessee is running back Derrick Henry. Had foot surgery yesterday morning for a list frame fracture and Maybe he'll be back for the playoffs. We're not going to see him in the regular season. They did, however, sign 36-year-old Adrian Peterson to their practice squad on Tuesday. I may have put him on fantasy teams as a flyer. I'm intrigued to see how that goes. And the WTF are up by this week, but it looks like tight end Logan Thomas is going to be back next week off IR. So just keep that in mind. You may want to stash him. You may want to make sure you have him on your bench. And in the most riveting storyline of the week, potential Philip Rivers on retirement bowl. He says he's willing to listen to a team if they come calling, particularly the Saints, because his high school high school football team that he's coaching did not make the playoffs and now his schedule's freed up. So 
He's available, guys. <laughs> just what we all want to see, right? <laughs> Maybe he just wants to get revenge on Drew Brees. He figures that uh, Drew Brees had a nicer career than he did, you know, once he got traded away from uh, – the Chargers, and maybe he figures that he can grab a ring now. It's also possible he realized he has nine kids at home, and, like, that's a little chaotic. Maybe time to get back on the road. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he's got a few injuries. Do you think there's anyone on the waiver wire to potentially fill any of these holes? No. (laughs) Nobody. There's Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah, he's actually at the top of my running back list. Um, I put him on two teams Jeremy already. McNichol. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think anybody that's thinking, oh, he'll be, you know, he'll rack up stats just as good as Derrick Henry or almost as good as Derrick Henry. I don't think so. You know, maybe if his stats are half of Derrick Henry's, you should consider that a major. Win, but you know, he's I mean, if you're looking at like Cameron Giovanni Bernard, I think Adrian Peterson's an upgrade. I think he has more upside, but you know, I don't yeah. think you know, he also has a lower floor. I mean, who knows what he's got left? I mean, maybe they'll sign Frank Gore before Sunday, too, but you know, I, you know, who knows? Yeah, but, know. yeah it's, yeah, I, he would be at the top of my list for this week. Um, Jeremy McNichol, <laughs> also with uh, Tennessee. Boston Scott had a nice um, game on mm-hmm. Sunday at the end zone a couple of times and actually had some rushing yards. Uh, Devontae Freeman with Baltimore. Mark Ingram back in New Orleans. David Johnson in Houston now that they've uh, traded Mark Ingram away. Carlos Hyde, depending yeah. on James Robinson's uh, health <clears throat> and uh Somebody who's on a bye this week, but, you know, we talked about him last week is Jared Patterson for the WFT. Antonio Gibson doesn't look like he's healthy, and, you know, Patterson had a pretty nice uh, run this past weekend, even though they didn't win. So, you know, he's somebody that if you have some uh, bench room or you're just really uh, scraping bottom at running back, he's somebody that, you know, I think potentially even has a higher ceiling than Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I mean, or if you're somebody that has, you know, Saquon Barkley and, uh, you know, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, all on the same team, and no one's really you know, Adrian Peterson becomes a little more appealing. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of shot and forth. Tough for me. I, one league that I've mentioned to you before, where I had the third pick this year and had to decide between Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. and I picked Alvin Kamara. Um, just thinking that they're going to break down at some point. And no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not congratulating myself for saying that was the right call. Who knows? I mean, this sounds mm-hmm. like a freak injury, but um, you know, yeah. it's, it's maybe the first time that I've felt good about picking Helen Kamara over uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry this year. Although one guy I know um, who has Derrick Henry on his fantasy team said, oh, my season's over now. And you can never, in my mind, you can't think that way. There's all these people emerging from the waiver wire. um, Oh, yeah. People that could be a Jared Patterson who, you know, turns out to be a real star the second half of the season, or maybe it's Adrian Peterson. But I can almost guarantee you there's somebody who's not widely rostered right now who's going to turn out to be a mainstay of 
teams that uh, make the you know the fantasy playoffs. Maybe it's Miles Gaskin. I don't know, but um, yeah. yeah, there's you know you can never yeah sure you're not going to replace Derrick Henry's production in one player, but um, you know it's you can't give up you know just because one guy got hurt. I mean, yeah, says the guy that lost uh, you know. Um, you know, Cam uh, Akers before the season even started in the league. I care most about because we drafted him. That, that was a sad day for you. Point. <laughs> yeah, nobody knew he was I got a real sad text message when that news went live. <laughs> yeah, my, my crystal ball was a little cloudy that day. I'm not good at predicting you know, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> anyway, but you can't give up. Um, I didn't give up in that league. It's Maybe I should have, but uh, you got to keep going. So anyway, yeah. uh, keeping going, wide receiver wise. Um, so you uh, had Henry Ruggs on your team and are wondering uh, who could possibly replace him. Well, look no further than a couple of his teammates. Hunter Renfro still widely yep. available, and same thing with Brian Edwards. Um, Hunter Renfro has gotten a lot more targets this year so far, but I think he's largely a slot receiver. Brian Edwards probably has more you know, capacity to, you know, increase his target load and, you know, maybe make more of a contribution. I mean, Renfro is probably the safer play, but Edwards, I think, may have more upside. So those are two guys uh, right there on the Raiders that you might want to look at. Um, Van Jefferson having a really nice season for the Rams. I mean, who would have thought with, um, you know, Robert Woods there that uh, their their two top receivers so far this year would be you know, Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson but you know there mm-hmm. you go McCall um, yeah. Hardman in Kansas City Darnell Mooney uh, with the Bears Marquez Callaway who has not really had a breakout game yet but you know I hope that wasn't his best game in uh, preseason when he caught those two touchdowns from those two touchdown bombs from Jameis Winston. I keep touting him, but so far uh, hasn't lived up to that. Um, Devontae Parker with Miami, Randall Cobb with Green Bay, although you know, the quarterback situation there obviously you know, should dampen your enthusiasm mm-hmm. for him. Uh, Rashad Bateman with the uh, Ravens. Tim Patrick, uh, not such a good game last week, but uh, – Still having a nice season overall. K.J. Osborne for the Vikings and uh, Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots, all guys who are widely available at wide receiver. Yeah, there's a lot of good options there. A lot of of good pickups. Okay. um, Quarterback uh, to a tag of Vialoa, who was probably the biggest winner at the trade deadline since the Dolphins decided to pull out of the non-existent (laughs) Sean Watson sweepstakes. But – He'll presumably um, be their uh, starting quarterback for at least the rest of this season. Mac Jones has a nice matchup this week. Mike White, if you're feeling lucky and want to roll the dice, I'm not buying it, but uh, you know maybe some of you it. are. Uh, Taysom Hill with um, New Orleans <laughs> if he's healthy, and uh, Davis Mills with the um, Texans, um, all widely available on your waiver wire. And any yeah. comments on those guys? Um, I'm I'm drinking intrigued by the one hit wonder. I'm drinking the Mike White Kool Aid. Like what I see there. Um, I actually really like Davis Mills. I think Houston's going to win this week, and I think Davis Mills is going to have a nice day. So take that for what you will. Granted, I picked almost every game wrong last week, but I have a better feeling about this week. Oh, 
Hey, everyone has weeks like that. Um, Every time you think, maybe I understand this week. Nope, nope, maybe you don't. <laughs> um, I'll refrain from gloating. Um, tight ends, <laughs> Tyler Conklin, C.J. Uzama, Dan Arnold, and Tom Sweeney, although um, of those two, I don't really like Arnold's matchup so much this week, and with Sweeney, yeah. there's at least a chance Dawson Knox is back, so definitely Tyler Conklin, first choice, and C.J. Uzama's second choice, and the other two guys are only if you're uh, really desperate. I wholeheartedly agree. Tyler Conklin's a good right. play this week. And then moving on to defenses, three that are widely available that might be worth streaming this week. We've got the Chargers traveling to Philadelphia, and it's a late afternoon game, so they're not getting the time zone penalty that the, uh, that the uh, Raiders are for some reason, even though they're only yeah. playing 100 miles away. Um, Miami <laughs> uh, hosting Houston. I know you like the other side of that game, but I don't. And then the uh, yeah. Raiders um, hosting, or not hosting, but traveling to uh, um, the Giants this week. So we'll see. They survived the loss of a head coach. We'll see if they can uh, survive the loss of their uh, leading wide receiver. It's, it's going to be interesting. Their, their poor interim head coach just was minding his own business on special teams, and <laughs> this is what he gets to deal with. I would be going back to special teams. <laughs> Yeah. Well, did yeah. you see the um, video that uh, Derek Carr made with his kids playing wiffle ball inside their condo? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, if nothing else, we always have Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. Well. I never like it. Let's see. Let's okay. see who we like this week. Now that half of our uh, half of our recommendations have COVID or have gotten injured in the last 24 hours, let's take a look at running backs. <laughs> All right, why don't you kick us off this week? Who do you like at running back? I uh, really like Alvin Kamara, your number three overall pick. Big fan of him, Austin Eckler this week. Aaron Jones, I actually had down at six, but once Aaron Rodgers got COVID, bumped him up to three on my list. Uh, if they're going to have offense, it's going to come through Aaron Jones. Najee Harris at four, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, as long as he plays, I'm good with starting him. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Daryl Henderson Jr., and Nick Chubb sneaking into the top ten. We agree. So we agree on six. Uh, Aaron Jones, I'm not Ooh, buying the a lot. thesis there, but uh, we'll see. I've got Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott at the top of my list, uh, Alvin Kamara two, Austin Eckler three, Jonathan Taylor four. Damian Harris, five, Nick Chubb, six, Daryl Henderson, seven, Zach Moss, eight, Devontae Freeman, nine, James Conner, ten, and honorable mention to Daryl Williams. I think is a very interesting play this week. Um, but My only fear, because that's the game. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're good. I, my biggest concern is the Manning cast curse for that game. Josh Allen was on the Manning cast this week. Every active player who's been on it has gone on and lost and or gotten injured the following week. What are we worried about the Bills this week? Well, I don't think they have anything to worry about. I think if there's one game that <laughs> I don't – just generally I don't expect a lot of high-scoring games this week. I think this is going to be one of the lower-scoring yeah, weeks mm-hmm. of the season. But um, 
that's the one game that, you know, I could easily see that being a three touchdown deficit, you know, for Jacksonville, you know, against Buffalo. And of course the one. I have it as a three point deficit. So we definitely see that that very differently, (laughs) very differently. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, the fear for that is, you know, obvious from my perspective, at least if not Jana's is that, uh, you know, that Zach Moss might not be in the game long enough to rack up the kind of yards that uh, would help carry you to victory, but uh, we'll see. So, Or they're going to um, win a night and nail by her, and he's going to be in there the whole game. Either way, like starting him. <laughs> all right. Who uh, Who's on your avoid list? Did we cover that already? Uh, no, Carlos, Carlos Hyde is on my avoid list, as is Sony Michelle. Uh, Damian Williams out in Chicago, Damian Williams out in Chicago, Rex Burkhead in Houston, Jordan Howard in Philadelphia, uh, Kenyon Drake, Samaj P. Ryan, AJ Dillon, Ty Johnson, and Nineteen Pines. Okay, we have uh, two that we agree on. I've got Aaron Jones at the top of my list. I don't think Jordan Love is going to scare anybody, and I think the defense will just be able to key on Aaron Jones, and I just. Yeah, I know Kansas City's defense hasn't been great, although they look great against my Giants, although that doesn't really count. But Sorry about that. I just <laughs> I think you know, Green Bay worked so hard, you know, to get that win on the road. Of course they may not have had it if AJ Green had turned around and now he has COVID too. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, they they worked so hard to get that victory and now they're just, you know, thanks to Aaron Rodgers, they're just gonna give it right back you know, the home field advantage, but um, anyway. Also worth noting that the Aaron Rodgers-Patrick Mahomes game that we've been trying to see for years, they've never actually played each other head-to-head. Anytime the the chance came, someone lost in the playoffs or someone was injured or someone now has COVID. This was a game that was added to be the 17th game on the schedule or the 17th week on the schedule, so to speak, for the Packers and the Chiefs. The NFL did everything they could to serve it to us on a silver platter, and Aaron Rodgers ruined it for us. Yeah, not at I all. I don't there. think it bodes well. <laughs> that doesn't bode well yeah. for the uh, the other Aaron. But uh, Aaron Jones at the top of my running back avoid list: James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Khalil Herbert, David Johnson, Boston Scott, Carlos Hyde, and Jordan Howard rounding out my uh, top ten, or I should say bottom ten, or avoid my yeah. tend to avoid or, list or tend guys to that you might think of starting but you shouldn't yeah don't be sucked in there are however wide receivers we we both like i think probably we have the same couple of names on the list at least number one i would think is the same but who do you like on wide receivers this week um i'm guessing my number one is different i'm guessing your number one is my Ooh. number two but let's Let's see here. I've got Stefan Diggs at the top of my list this week, followed by Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, Jamar Chase, Mike Williams, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper, assuming he plays Marquise Brown and Jacoby Myers. Uh, Honorable mentions, Keenan Allen, Van Jefferson, Marquez Callaway, T. Higgins, and C.D. Lamb, if he's healthy enough to play. Do you think Jacoby Myers will finally get his first touchdown this week? I so hope so. Yes. My fantasy team also hopes so, and his dad, who's been filming him for weeks. <laughs> Even if he doesn't, I still think he's he's got a pretty high uh, floor 
yeah. fantasy-wise that at, at the very least is a flex. He's somebody worth starting. I'm with you there. I, I'm starting him on two different teams, so I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I have Stefan Diggs on my list, but lower down because, again, we see the name the game a little different. Cooper Cup, definitely at the top of my list. Tyreek Hill there as well. A.J. Brown checking in at three. Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, and Van Jefferson. All the Jeffersons, please stand up. They're all getting started this week. You're not uh, buying Michael Pittman yet, or is he in purgatory? Um, he's kind of in purgatory, mostly not his fault, but who's throwing to him? <laughs> I'm not I'm not always sold. Um, also, I had Devontae Adams on this list originally. He's since dropped off into purgatory. So oh. things, they are changing. So, Devontae Adams is actually headlining my COVID, my, uh, excuse me, avoid list, my COVID list. It might be the same thing. <laughs> but uh, even if he does start, I don't think you want him, and not so much because he has COVID, but because he has, you know, because Aaron Rodgers has COVID and he has Jordan Love as his quarterback if he does play. So I'm not keen on starting yeah. him this week. Allen Robinson, Marvin Jones, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, LaVisca Chenault, Brandon Cooks, Tim Patrick, Darnell Mooney, all wide receivers that, you know, hopefully you can avoid this week. And uh, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb with a dishonorable mention. Again, thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that, man. Um, I did not put uh, Devontae Adams on my avoid list, so I really thought about it. Alan Lazard did make the avoid list. Partially because I'm just pissed he's not vaccinated and he's really just messing with things now. I don't appreciate that. Um, also on the list, Kenny Galladay. I think he's going to try to play this week. I don't think he's healthy enough to make it through a whole game. Odell Beckham Jr., not even sure if he's going to be on the team come Sunday. And even if he is, clearly he and Baker Mayfield have some issues somehow, some way, big or small. I don't know what it is. But they're not going to figure it out. Didn't this go to week. The yard and sale. Certainly not if he's coming to practice. Yeah, maybe if he had come and supported Baker at the yard sale, maybe brought a couple of things, bought a couple of things. Like if he had just been a team player, that could have been it. I yeah. think you maybe hit the nail on the head there. Um, but since he Thank has you. not shown up at the yard sales, Saturday potentially pending, I'm keeping him on my void list. Ellen Robinson, II out in Chicago. I'm a little nervous that Matt Nagy is going to be back in town this week, so I'm not sure which which Bears offense will get. Russell Gage in Atlanta, uh, A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. I just I don't know which, which of you to start. One of you is going to be a good start. The other one isn't. I'm not playing the game. Jamison Crowder, Lavisca Chenault, and yeah, exactly. They might both have COVID by the end of the week. And uh, also Julio Jones. Not loving the hamstring thing, not loving that he hasn't played this week. Uh, I think the offense is, is going to look a little different this week. Ryan Tannehill's going to have to throw the football a little more. That's more of stories. Okay. Uh, quarterback, who do you like? Lamar Jackson. Currently does not have COVID, already has it twice. I feel good about him playing this week. <laughs> That's what we're now reduced to. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I think he's got a big day ahead of him. Josh Allen, who I may not be picking to blow anyone out, but I think he's still going to put up really good numbers. Patrick Mahomes. 
Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, even if he's got a boo-boo on his hand, I think he'll be fine. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Derek Carr sneaking into the top ten. It's been a while. Welcome back. I've got Josh Allen at the top of my uh, recommended quarterback list for this week. Lamar Jackson, two. Justin Herbert, three. Matthew Stafford, four. Patrick Mahomes, five. Carson Wentz, six. Ryan Tannehill, seven. Mac Jones, eight. Dak Prescott, nine. If he's healthy enough to play in Baker Mayfield uh, um, at ten. Honorable mentions, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, if he's healthy enough to play, and uh, Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, we've we've got some overlap. We also have some overlap on our avoid list. <laughs> uh, Daniel Jones is on my avoid that. list, and, and that's, that's really not a product of him. It's that I, honest to God, have no idea who he's going to throw a football to. Although maybe I'd be interested in watching him throw a football to himself. He's a great receiver. I'm all in on that idea. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, just going to be a little a little bit of a tough defense one here for him. Matt Ryan, still still anti-Falcons. I apologize, guys. It's just going to keep going this way. Um, I had Tyrod Taylor on my avoid list. Now you really shouldn't avoid him now that they've decided today he is not going to play this week. Um, so in his place, you can put Davis Mills. <laughs> <laughs> to a tongue of Ioloa, Ben Roethlisberger, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, unfortunately on the avoid list, uh, Sam Darnold, and Kirk Cousins. I have a pretty abbreviated um, avoid list. Uh, most of my quarterbacks are in purgatory this week, but the ones that I'm really trying to stay away from are Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, Davis Mills, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, and Jordan Love. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good list there. <laughs> this, this Jordan Love hey. experience is either going to work or it's not real quick, and that'll be that in Green Bay. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not expecting much. I, I'm yeah. not expecting, put it this way, I'm not expecting Mike White heroics against the Chiefs. No, but I am interested in watching Mike White play another football game. So, you know, Maybe you're on to something, Jeff. Um, um, if he puts <laughs> up another good game, maybe we can have this conversation next week. But there's no if way. If he puts up another 400 there. yards, Blue the Cat is getting a Mike White jersey tomorrow. That's what happens the next day. <laughs> I'm still trying to get him a big blue jersey and a Michigan jersey, but uh, so far he's not biting. Well, he is biting. but uh, <laughs> He is biting, but not on that. <laughs> yeah, not on that. Yeah. On my hand, unfortunately. Okay, so tight ends, um, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, Jared Cook, Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz, Anthony Ferkser, C.J. Uzama, and Dawson Knox, if he's healthy enough to play, Adam Troutman and Austin Hooper, honorable mentions. I think if Dawson Knox is crazy enough to go out there, by all means, start him. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, he is number Seven on my list today. Um, Mark Andrews at the top of my list. Darren Waller. Tell me he's healthy. I believe them. I'm all in. Kyle Pitts. It's the only thing I like about Atlanta, and I like that a lot. Mike Gusecki, of course. Got to check in at four. Travis Kelsey. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Our uh, aforementioned Dawson Knox. George Kittle, if he plays. If he plays. Tyler Higbee and Jared Cook. 
Okay, my void list is rather abbreviated, but uh, Dallas Goddard, Dan Arnold, Cole Komet, and Gerald Brown, you probably you know, aren't starting, much less have on your, you know, don't have on your team, much less starting. And uh, Mercedes Lewis, welcome back. He's uh, yeah. now a Green Bay Packer and you're starting tight end. Back to life in the NFL. Didn't realize this is where he was hiding, so good for him. Me neither. <laughs> I thought he was still in Jacksonville. <laughs> That was about three times ago for them. I just thought he was somewhere on a practice squad. I didn't even think he was suiting up every day. So we as a show who who do understand the plight of tight ends do apologize to Mercedes Lewis. So don't make us sorry about that. Um, I have Johnny Smith at the top of my avoid list, as well as Austin Cooper, Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin snuck in here. I don't love it. Dan Arnold, Jordan Akins, Mo Alley-Cox. Uh, if he could catch footballs with his feet, he'd be fine, but he's actually very tall. Carson Wentz needs to throw a little higher to him. Cole Komet, C.J. Uzama, and Noah Font, if he gets cleared from COVID, I don't want to start him this week. Okay, uh, defenses, who do you like? The Bills. <laughs> Even though I think this is a close game, I still really like the Bills' defense. Uh, the Steelers also, as much as I really don't like to say that, I just think matchup-wise, they, uh, they'll put some points up this week. The Cowboys, Saints, Patriots, Colts, Cardinals, Panthers, Rams, and the Ravens. And we have the same top three, although in slightly different order. I've got okay. the Steelers first, Buffalo, Dallas, Miami, Kansas City, the Chargers, Chicago, New England, and Baltimore. Is the uh, defenses I would want to start this week. How about defenses um, you're avoiding? Definitely some I'm avoiding. <laughs> the Raiders are on that list, as well as the Jets, the Falcons. Uh, stop me if you've heard that before. The Browns. They've got a lot of injuries. It is, it is tough to be on the Browns defense right now. The Dolphins, uh, again, I see that game going differently than you do. The 49ers, the Vikings, the Eagles, Packers, and the Chargers. The Eagles are not going to put up 40 points and beat anybody down like they did to the Lions last week. So, they're coming back to reality this week, people. All right. I've got Jacksonville at the top of my list, Denver, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Carolina, Green Bay, the Jets, and Atlanta, rounding out my uh, 10 defenses to avoid this week. Look at you showing up with 10. I like it. Yeah, That's I only had nine, off, nine, uh, nine on my recommended list, so I had to make up for it. That's all right. We got close. Okay. Uh, let's close let's take a look at some game picks, which we already know are probably going to get a little spicy. Um, starts off with Thursday night, the Jets yep. at the Colts. <laughs> yep. Diving right um, in. I'm not a, not a believer. The Jets have played two good games this season um, against the Bengals and the Titans. Both of those were at home. They probably should have lost both of those games, but they didn't. Um, they're on the road. Carson Wentz, you know, from a Philadelphia perspective, would like to – Carson Wentz got haunted. That's but um, I just – I don't see the Jets winning on the road. Um, but stranger things have happened, but not many. With um, I, I think Mike White will be respectable, but I just think – Indianapolis you know, has more offensive weapons uh, between Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. 
I'll go with the final score, Indianapolis 27, Jets 24. Yeah, I, um, as much as I enjoy watching my fight play and clearly will tomorrow night because that's what we do on Thursday nights, uh, I think he's going to have a nice game. I think he's he's certainly going to look more than serviceable. But Indianapolis, even without T.Y. Hilton, even with Carson Wentz forgetting what team he plays for when it matters most, uh, I think they still overall are the better team and their defense does not get enough credit for being as good as they are, and I think that'll be the difference maker is that Indianapolis defense. I've got Indy winning 28-17. Okay. Um, just make a record of that so we can laugh next week. Um, no, that's, I'm kidding. We're on the same side on that one. <laughs> um, this, this next one, though, I'm really curious uh, to see your um, pick. But um, So, Buffalo traveling to Jacksonville. I think this is the candidate for blowout. Um, if there's any one game that's going to be a blowout this week, I think it's this one. Um, I just think Buffalo is going to run up, down, and sideways on them, and I'm going with the final score here of uh, Buffalo 38, Jacksonville 17, and I can't wait to hear your uh, prognostication on this. So listen, we all know and love the Manning cast great they've got players on each week but it has become a little bit of a trend that there may actually be a full-blown curse here like if you take a look at it week one both travis kelsey and russell wilson show up week two they both lose the second week we get rob gronkowski buccaneers come out week three and lose and he has to answer a lot of questions about why he's not watching any film then you get Matthew Stafford, week three. The Rams come out and lose. And then last night, well, not last night, Monday, Monday night, uh, old, old Josh Allen showed up. Oh, I'm sorry. I had Tom Brady Tom on Brady. the week before. Tom Brady also was on and lost. And then this week we have Josh Allen came on. And, you know, not only does Peyton Manning have some beef with Josh Allen because his kids now adopted his name, but – I don't. This just seems like there's a science to it. Who am I to go against science? Um, but even I, as hard as I tried to find a way to justify Jacksonville beating the Buffalo Bills, I couldn't do it. So I'm just thinking it'll be like a lighter version of the, cur- of the curse. They're going to be in it the whole game. The Bills are going to have to fight hard to win 27-24, but I haven't gone totally off the rails, so take a breath. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think Josh Allen is is the man for uh, breaking this curse, but we'll see. Uh, next we should, game we off, should probably Atlanta have a parade for him after, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta at New Orleans. New Orleans quarterback situation a little bit up in the air, but I don't think it matters. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be the difference in this game. I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to stop him, you know, either on the ground or in the short uh passing game. Um, I think it might have keeps it close, and there's enough uncertainty here that uh, I could see the game going the other way, but I'm going to give uh, New Orleans the benefit of the doubt since they're the home team here and pick them to win 27-24. Okay. <clears throat> um, I have not picked Atlanta to win this game. <laughs> As the streak continues, I'm taking New Orleans. The fact that they are either going to start Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill with some scrambled brains or Phillip Rivers. And either of those scenarios, I still pick the Saints to beat 
Atlanta. I think that Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, II, uh, I think all are going to be good factors here. And this New Orleans defense is actually very good. They keep them in games mm-hmm. they have no business being in. I think that's what's the real difference in this game, and I think New Orleans wins 23-14. Okay. Um, next up we've got Cleveland at Cincinnati. To me, I was a believer in Cincinnati. Last week was kind of the, the show-me week. You know, they had yeah. you know, a, a good record, but if you're losing to the Jets, sorry, Mike White or not, you know, you're just not a bona fide, uh, legitimate playoff team in my mind. I think Cleveland's going to continue their downslide, even though the game's in Cincinnati, which will probably cause a lot of people to pick Cincinnati, but I'm going the other way. I'm picking Cleveland by a field goal, Cleveland 30, Cincinnati 27. Now, I was ready to do exactly what you did, and then I did a little bit of research. And I'm taking Cincinnati to win 24-21 because apparently the Browns are 0-8 since 2018 whenever Tony Romo and Jim Nance come to town to call their game. And guess who's calling the game this weekend? You got it, Tony Romo and Jim Nance. So put it up as an L for the dog pound. Cincinnati's coming out with a barn-burning win. And I definitely think that's going to be one of the more entertaining games of the day, but uh, we'll see. I mean, it's a good rivalry, and especially if both the teams are playing, uh, um, you know, if they're both uh, decent teams, uh, that should make for a fun game. Uh, Next up, we've got Denver at Dallas. I think the less said about this game, the better. I know you're always covering your eyes, but uh, I I think this Dallas team is better than you realize if uh, Cooper Rush can lead them to victory. Then, you know, I think against Denver, which has shown little to no offense, you know, I, I think they'll be in good shape. And they uh, just got rid of their Dallas. best defensive piece. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pick Dallas to win this by two touchdowns at home. Dallas 31, Denver 17. I picked Dallas to win 30-20. to 20. I would love to see Teddy Two Gloves rise up and, like, look like a real quarterback. You've got everything there. I don't understand why this doesn't work. Um, but Dallas, despite being a little little banged up injury-wise, I think will get the job done. Okay, the battle of two teams that will not be playing in the Super Bowl this year or even make the playoffs, Houston at Miami, of Laramie Tunzel Bowl, I guess. But uh, I, I think um, with Miami this, hosting this, this game, I'll pick been, them. This could have been the bowl that – Deshaun Watson was traded and then played against Houston the very next week. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but that would have been uh, ironic, which is probably why they didn't make the trade. But uh, probably um, anyway, yeah, I'm picking it. I'm picking the Tua's uh, over the Davises here, 24-17. Listen, I am normally a very big Miami apologist, but today is not that day. I think the Houston defense comes in, and while they're not very good, they do run a very good blitz. And if you blitz Tua all day long, his brain's already struggling to figure out what his next read is. Tua Tungavailoa is going to be the reason the Dolphins lose this game. Houston wins 24-21. All right. Um, and you're making a lot, of, got, a lot of big uh, proclamations. <laughs> yeah, well, we should have a special show like Sunday night to see how those turned out. Special edition, <laughs> fourth and inches. Yeah, the, the bonus episode. Show. <laughs> yeah. Settling of scores <laughs> episode. 
So yeah. next up we've we'll got we'll uh, Las Vegas traveling across. Yeah, that, that should be a lot of fun. Um, next up we've got <laughs> Las Vegas uh, traveling to um, East Rutherford to take on my Giants in an early Sunday game, which is usually not a, a good thing for the teams coming from the Pacific time zone to play the early game on the East. And I just think, you know, with the Raiders, it's um, too many distractions this week to overcome. Maybe they rise up the way they did the week after John Gruden um, did himself in, but uh, I think the Giants are respectable on defense against um, most teams, and I think they'll be able to muster yeah. up just enough offense to win this. I'll go with the uh, final score of Giants 27, Raiders 24 is the Giants uh, undermine their own uh, draft position for next year. Yeah, they're going to chill out. They're already out of the top five. Someone should tell them. Um, I actually also am going with the Giants. Chicago's uh, not, I though. think this – not yet. And they've got Chicago's pick. <laughs> Matt Nagy stays away a week or two. They can change things. But um, I, I think the Giants, despite being entirely injured on the offensive side of the ball, that to the point where it is almost offensive to watch – uh, I think the defense will keep him in it. Daniel Jones is trying his damnedest out there, and I got to give him credit for it. Devontae Booker will be around. Like maybe, maybe Darius Slayton. One or two humans will probably take the field that could provide some kind of offense. We're just not sure which ones this will be by the time all this COVID testing is done. Either way, I think a depleted Giants is still a better option at home against a Vegas team that's now dealing with all of this fallout and on the road. I think the Giants will still one thirty to twenty four. Next up, uh, Minnesota at Baltimore. Um, there'll be a lot of purple on the field in this game, but I still think uh, the home team uh, gets the benefit of the doubt here, especially coming off a of bye. Uh, I'll go with the Lamar Jacksons. The unvaccinated Lamar Jackson, 31, over the unvaccinated uh, Kirk Cousins, 24. Yeah, the the battle of the unvaxxed. Unvaxxed. I would maybe not want to be. I would not want to be a fan of the stands here. Uh, I do like the all purple aesthetic, very much into that. Um, but I think the Ravens win this pretty decisively. I think they're going to win 31-21. Minnesota will stick around thanks to Dalvin Cook, but. I think Baltimore, they're going, to, they're going to get all facets going against this Minnesota defense. I think they'll be running, passing. It's going to work. I have good feelings this week. Okay. Um, New England at Carolina. I'm just, uh, we're running a little bit over here, so I'll keep this short. Um, uh, New England, Damian Harris uh, runs a lot um, in this one. I'll say New England 28, Carolina 24. I've got New England 28, Carolina 17. Uh, Sam Darnold's still haunted by his time in the AFC East, and Bill Belichick's just coming to remind him of that. Also, he was just concussed. Not, not looking for anything. Especially if Patrick can stay healthy, that would help. <laughs> but okay. I think it's New Next England. up, we have uh, the Chargers at the Eagles. The schedule makers doing the Chargers a favor by uh, having this be a late yeah. game. Um, and I think that's going to work to their advantage. But I think uh, even if it had been an early game, I would have picked the Chargers. You know, some people might you know, be lulled into a sense of um, don't, don't optimism don't about the it. Eagles after that Lions <laughs> game. But uh, I think that's a, that's a 
a mirage. I'll go with uh, the Chargers 31, Eagles 20. I've got the Chargers 21, Eagles 24. Um, and I also feel pretty comfortable that Kenneth Gainwell will end up being the running back this week because we're all set on it being Boston Scott. And that just seems to be how this Eagles team operates, and it's infuriating. I think the Chargers, even if Justin Herbert's hand falls off, probably still will win this game. The Eagles uh, really just showed us that the Lions were really, really not good at football, not so much that the Philadelphia Eagles were really good at football. So keep that in mind when you're making your picks this week, people. Okay, next up we've got Arizona at San Francisco. Um, Arizona suffering their first uh, loss of the season at home. Yeah. Uh, it was on Thursday night game last week, but I think they'll bounce back here, assuming that Kyler Murray is healthy and that they can find some wide receiver who's not injured or has COVID. I'll go with Arizona by a field goal on the road. Arizona 27, San Francisco 24. I've got Arizona winning 28-23. Arizona's on 10 days of rest even now. Maybe they have a little less pressure and they're not trying to stay undefeated. And it is still Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback for the 49ers. So George Kittle looks like he's coming back. I don't think that's enough to uh, upset the the Cardinals here. I think they win pretty convincingly, more so than the score shows. The last of the Sunday afternoon late games, uh, we've got Green Bay wah, at wah, Kansas wah. City. As you said, this would have been a, <laughs> a marquee matchup if uh, a certain they tried so hard. They the tried Packers so hard to give us what we wanted. Hadn't tested positive, but uh, without him, I just don't think there's much hope for the Packers. I mean, yeah, maybe Jordan Love pulled the Mike White, but uh, I don't see it. I think uh, Kansas City wins this easily. Kansas City 28, Green Bay 17. I had the Chiefs take to win this even before Aaron Rodgers got COVID. Um, Green Bay is on 10 days of rest. Chiefs are coming off a Monday night game. It's still it's still a Packers team that is not as healthy and talented as this Kansas City Chiefs team is. Uh, so I've got I've got a cranky Andy Reid and a cranky Patrick Mahomes coming in. <laughs> Give the Packers the business. I've got them winning 31-27. Right. The Sunday night game, we've got uh, the Rams will show off their new acquisition, Von Miller, at home against Tennessee, which is uh, without Derrick Henry, maybe showing off their new acquisition, Adrian Peterson. I think Ryan Tannehill will be able to throw enough to keep this game close, but ultimately I'll go with the home team Rams here. I'll say Rams 31, Tennessee 27. I've got Rams 31, Tennessee 21. Uh, A lot of this is going to fall on Ryan Tannehill. I'm not sure if he's going to be what he needs to be against this defense. I would love to see him prove me otherwise, but I think the Rams are going to win this pretty handily. Right, and then that brings us to the Monday night game this week, which is not one of the better games. (laughs) Not one of the better games on the Monday night slate. We don't even um, have the Manning cast this week to save this. They're off this week. No. This is terrible. Yeah, Yeah, this this will not uh, be a fun game to watch, but um, I I think Pittsburgh is a little better than you think. They they started off not very well, and their offense is still not uh, in gear, but that's a pretty ferocious defense they have, and I think that's going to carry them through here. 
Um, the fact that uh, Chicago doesn't seem to have their offense figured out yet is also going to play into this, but I'll go with a final score of uh, the hometown Steelers 24 and the visiting Bears 14. I'm taking the Bears to win this 21-13. You know, without Khalil Mack, I think it's doable. I think Justin Fields can figure out just enough to get by, and I think the Bears' defense will provide at least six points towards this endeavor, and that's probably your difference there. I think that uh, Ben Roethlisberger is probably throwing an interception at an inopportune time would be, I think, what we're going to see. So not the way we want to end the week, but maybe maybe something cool will happen. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> In the meantime, before we sign off, uh, a couple of daily fantasy value picks for your lineups come this weekend. At quarterback, Jordan Love. Honestly, on the cheap, going to need to throw some footballs. Davis, Lutt, Davis Mills, who I'm very high on winning a football game this week, Taysom Hill, as well as, as long as he gets on the field, I think you're okay value-wise there. Devontae Booker is kind of a no-brainer at running back. Um, with Squad, maybe not being totally healthy, maybe having COVID. Uh, Zach Moss in Buffalo, who we talked about earlier, the price is very right there. In wide receivers, Marquise Brown, Cole Beasley, Hunter Renfro, all guys we talked about earlier as well. Tight end Tyler Conklin and Anthony Fersker, all good options. And defensively, the Raiders and the Texans would uh, be widely available and good to put on your team. So hopefully we have covered any issue that your fantasy team could be addressing. Uh, I'm sure more will come up the way that this COVID is happening this week. So feel free to reach out to us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can email us the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. We're always happy to help you with your lineup questions, talk football, whatever floats your boat. And we will be back with you every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So thank you so much for uh, listening with us this week. Good luck to you, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>